Amen. Well, that's one of our favorites, absolutely. Now, we, uh, we want to do this today at this time. In fact, let's, I feel like we need to do this as well. We hug these mamas' necks and let them know how much we love them and we thank God for them. And this is a day to, uh, to honor mothers. We, you notice how we make a big deal uh, honoring our mothers. Uh, daddies are important and they're special, no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, nobody takes the place of mama. And so we go out of our way uh, to, to, uh, to, to be thankful for and uh, to let mama know that uh, we love her and we love her dearly. And the reason we go out of our way on Mother's Day uh, is because that's what God has put in our hearts, the attitude and the love God's <laughs> given us toward our mothers. It's natural. And so uh, it's very rightly so that we honor mothers on this day. Now, uh, again, one of these days, I'm going to get this job passed off to the deacons because it puts me uh, on the spot. We have to we uh, honor our newest mother that's here today and our oldest mother. So I always have to go around asking our senior ladies, how old are you? And that's a question you don't ask. And so all I do, I just pray the Lord would just uh, shelter me, protect me with His angels. And I just go from uh, ear to ear asking, how old are you? How old are you? How old are you? Uh, but, uh, but anyway, we want to honor uh, our oldest mother and our newest mother. That's the way we've been doing that. Uh, this, uh, this flower arrangement, that hanging basket, and this hanging basket over here. And uh, so I've been around. Uh, I don't have any black eyes yet. Uh, but I think we have uh, narrowed it down to our oldest mother. And uh, visiting with us today is Miss Margaret Connor. Miss Margaret, you said you was 84, correct? 84. She can't hear. 80. Well, she's 80. She's honoring you for being the oldest mother. She's 80. She's 84. Is there any mothers in here older than 84 years of age right now? Let her know this flower arrangement is for her to take back with her. Let's give her a round of applause. Amen. 84 years is untold. The change in times that she has witnessed and the things uh, that she has seen. Well, this one is for our uh, newest mother uh, that is here uh, today. And I've looked around looked around and I don't see any babies here today. And so this basket right here, Chip, goes to your wife, Miss Tiffany, because Levi's two today, uh, and, and none of our babies are present this morning. Levi's the youngest, uh, so she is the newest mother that's here uh, today, and that's for Miss Tiffany. And let's give her a <laughs> Amen, amen. So thank God uh, for our mothers. And the Lord is going to let us kind of preach on that theme today, if you will. Stand and uh, turn in your Bibles to the book of 1 Samuel. The book of 1 Samuel over in the Old Testament. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. <laughs> Larry, your Bible just fell there, didn't it, Larry? <laughs> Amen. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. I'm sure this is a popular Mother's Day text. Uh, it has uh, it's been laid on our heart uh, by the Lord, and we just want to turn here, and, and by being in this text, we want to honor our mothers. We also want to set forth uh, the heavy uh, responsibilities that is given to mothers, 
and what great influence that mothers have, not only in our lives, in our families, but also in our society. And I want you to think on this thought, if you will, and I'm going to be very brief today. I want you to think on this thought, that mama made the difference. Mama made the difference. I tell you, we would ask for a show of hands or an amen this morning. Uh, if you would agree with that truth, that mama made a difference in your life, that you thank God for a mama who prayed for you, a mama who pointed you. Now, I'm not talking about perfect mothers, because there are no perfect daddies, there are no perfect children, there are no perfect grandparents, but I'm talking about a mama who, who, uh, who, has, uh, who you owe much to because of that mama's influence uh, in your life. Mama made a difference. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 9. The Bible says, So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by the post of the temple of the Lord. She was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. Now remember, Hannah is barren. She has no children, and she's growing late in years. But she went to the temple, she prayed, and she wept. Verse 11, and she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give unto him the Lord unto excuse me, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Verse 19, And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house, to Rama and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So here's this barren lady. She prays before the Lord, and as she prayed to God, God heard her prayer, granted her her request, remembered her, and gave her a child who would become Samuel, who would minister uh, to both Saul and David, and who was to be uh, a prophet uh, for the kingdom of Israel. Because she prayed and she had influence before God. You may be seated and may God have the bless, add the blessings uh, to the reading of His Word. I want to just remind you of a few truths this morning that are very important as we read uh, this, word, uh, this, uh, this from the Word of God. The Bible teaches us in this text here and in many other texts where we see mothers portrayed that indeed mama made the difference. And somebody already mentioned in our life group about how that, uh, that mamas ought to be praying mamas, that prayer ought to be the first thing uh, that is in the heart of a mother, and indeed that's true. I remember I read a story this morning about a, 
uh, about someone who, who uh, went and they found their mother's recipe for a favorite cookie or dessert that they enjoyed as a child. And, uh, and they went on to tell how that at the very top of that recipe list, the, the ingredient list for that, that recipe, uh, that the very first ingredient in that dessert was to pray for that particular child. That was what, ma'am, that's what mama had wrote down at the top of that list. If you pray for me, my throat feels like it's about to give out already for some reason. Maybe the devil just doesn't want me to say what's about to be said this morning because of the weight uh, of it as we speak it from the Word of God. But moms, I want to remind you of something, and this is a, very much a reminder. It's not a revelation today. Uh, it's not spiritual rocket science today. I'm not going to reveal to you some deep, hidden truth in the Word of God today. Uh, but I just want to remind you today. I want to remind you of a couple of things. Number one, I want to remind you of the influence you have in the life of your child. Listen to me. What you do in front of that child how you speak in front of that child, how you respond to your husband or interact with your husband in front of that child, how you speak to other people, what you speak into the life of that child, all of these things directly shape and mold the life of the children that God has put in your care, whether it's children or grandchildren or whatever it may be. Mamas, God has granted to you, as He did with Hannah here, uh, God, and, her, and by the way, her name uh, literally means precious uh, or a precious thing. Uh, it's precious to have a woman of God who can pray and have influence with God, uh, but you need to understand that you directly, directly influence the children uh, that are in your care. You'll shape them and mold them either for the better or you'll shape them and mold them for the worse. And mom, God has created in you uh, the ability that when your children are out in the world, when your children are at school or at work, and there they are hurt, there they are plagued, uh, there they are led astray, there they may be poisoned, God has created within you, mother, uh, the ability to bring those children of yours back into your home at the end of the day, and He's created within you an ability uh, to kiss those boo-boos away, if you will, uh, to wipe away all that the devil has placed in their heart that God would not have there. God has given you, mothers, power uh, over the enemy through prayer. He has given you the ability uh, to bring peace into the heart of your children, uh, to put joy into their life and guidance where they need guidance. God has given that to you, mothers, by His grace. Mothers, you have influence over your children. That's a sobering thought to me to think that your child's future, their future, is in your hands. You have so much influence in their life. And by the nature of a family, most of the time, the children spend the majority of their time in mother's care. So, Mom, you're with them a large amount of time. And some of our folks, our older folks that are here today, you were shaped in life by a grandmother, by a mother or a grandmother, or maybe a great-grandmother who strongly shaped your life in every way. And you looking back now, you see that, you know that, 
that the influence of mama or granny, it made you who you are today. And, and these folks, if they could tell you, they would tell you moms uh, to be careful of every word, uh, to be careful of every action, uh, to be careful of everything that you teach, whether by direct teaching or by reflection of lifestyle. Be careful, mom, because your children will become a mini you. That's how much influence God has placed in the life of mothers. I, I think sometimes really what's needed, not just with mothers, but in many situations, is when we mess up and when we've messed up and we see we've made a wreck of things, is that we go to the Lord in repentance. And we say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for where I've missed it. Let me redeem that time. Let me buy that time back. Let me, let me have a chance to do it over. And God, God grants that so often, so many times. But mothers, you have a tremendous amount of influence over your children. Your influence in their life can directly affect their outcome in life. I want to say this too, ladies. Speaking to mothers, but, but ladies particularly, you have a tremendous amount of influence in the life of your husband as well. I know the husband, according to the Word of God, is to be the head of the household, not to rule over, uh, not to lord over the home, uh, but he is equal with his wife. I understand that, but nevertheless, his role is to lead, uh, particularly in spiritual matters. Uh, but ladies, you also have influence over your husband. Uh, your life and your walk with God, it influences him. Uh, he, he, he takes note of that. And sure, every God-filled, Spirit-filled uh, man, a husband in this church, uh, he wants to lead his family and he should want to love his wife as the Bible has commanded that. But ladies, your attitude, your actions, your words, they all influence your husband that, is, that you are married to. It's the truth. That's the way it works. And I want to say this too. I believe that, that mothers, their influence is so powerful, I believe mothers can influence a church. I believe that. One of the most powerful uh, services that I, I've ever been in, a very, just, you could really feel, it's not that the Lord did a big work, but you could just feel the presence of the Lord. It was a church I walked into, and the men went downstairs in the prayer room, and they got down there and began to pray. And then a little side classroom in the top of that church. There it was packed with mothers and grandmothers and the women in the church. And there they began to labor and to call out to God in prayer. And even as the men were praying downstairs, I could hear the women praying upstairs. We hit on this last Sunday. Uh, but I believe that mothers, the prayers of mothers, I believe they can influence the direction of a church. I believe they've got so much influence in heaven. I believe if you show me the heart of a woman who loves God, a mother that loves God, seeks Him, pants after Him, longs for Him, models Him in their word and in their speech, I believe it influences their children. I believe it influences her husband. And I believe it can influence the course and the destiny and the future of even a church. That's how much influence God has given unto mothers. And I will say this. I believe, too, that God has given so much influence to mothers. Watch. That I believe the influence of mothers can determine the destiny of a nation. You hear me? There used to be a time. Now, no, listen to what I say, real careful. 
There used to be a time when the rearing of children, that women knew that that was a God-given responsibility to raise that child, to care for that child, to love that child, to nurture that child, to instill in them the truths of God and His Word and the love of the Lord. And, they, and, and a woman knew that was her number one priority. And she poured her life into that. I want to tell you what's happened in our day and time, though. In our day and time, the important thing in the life of many mothers, the important thing in the life of many mothers is building an educational career, an educational resume, or building a, or building a, building a resume of employment and of work and of a career, pouring all of her energies and all of her efforts into that. And the children, they're just sort of a side note. In fact, because of that attitude in the world today, and I'm not speaking, uh, I, well, I'm just speaking this morning. How's that? Somebody say amen. Uh, listen, and because of that attitude today, they, we've, got people ha- we've got people that are having children and women who are wanting to have children, but once they have the children, they don't want to raise those children. We've got women that are doing that today because career or education has taken first place in the love and the care and the God-given role of seeing that that child's right. Now listen, if God lets you go to school and God lets you get an education and God lets you build a career and all of that and, and succeed in that career and climb the ladder of life, if God lets you do all of that, then I'll bless His name with you and I'll praise His name with you, but He doesn't desire that at the neglect of children that He's put into your care. Because those children, listen to me, every one of number one, they all have a soul. They will one day have a need to be saved because they'll reach that age when they'll realize that they're lost and they need Jesus. So number one, they all have a soul. But number two, uh, if they're... If they're saved, and when they get saved, and they're all little disciples of Jesus Christ, you are raising disciples, training disciples. And mama, you can't train them, and you can't raise them, and you can't point them in the way of God if the world and all the activities of life have caught your attention and you've neglected them at the expense of your own life or your own career. So, don't leave here this morning saying... Saying the wrong things. Chip's got me on tape back there. Very clear what I'm saying right now. Don't nobody leave here and say that the preacher thinks a woman's place is just at home barefoot and pregnant. Don't you dare leave here and say that. Because I did not say that. That sounds like something Bobby Brooks would say, but I would not ever say that. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> uh, you the closest, Brother Bobby. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is God's put Little disciples in your care. Anything and everything that you can go and do and go and do, I hope you get to go and do it. As long as it's not at the neglect of those little children in your care. And friends, listen to me. This may be of all the problems this nation has. This may be the downfall of our nation. It's when we started having children and we failed to raise them in the way of the Lord. We fail to use the influence God's given us. We fail to use the influence that God has put within you, mother, to influence them, you're those children, to influence even that husband, to influence that church, to influence this nation. Still today, what is needed 
just as we've preached just of every portion of our family, still today what's needed is some women, some mothers who are godly mothers, some mothers who are unashamed to raise their children in the way of the Lord, some mothers who will stand when it's not popular to stand, some mothers who will truly mother their home, mother their children, uh, some mothers who will uh, who are praying mothers and not ashamed of that. I remember Sarah had a had a, a lady come through a Christian family and she had their children. A husband was well, actually they were both missionaries and they come off the mission field, medical missionaries. He was a doctor and and uh, the wife very sold out and surrendered. But commonly she would send Sarah emails and and cards and notes and stop by and let her know. Uh, that, look, I have been praying for you. I've called your name out to God. Uh, I've lifted you up. One day she come around through the school line and, and, uh, and uh, frantically motioned for the principal to come over and told the principal, and, and listen, unashamed is what I'm speaking of, unashamed to be a Christian mother. She called that principal over and said, I don't know what's going on in your life, and I don't know what's happening today, and I just want you to know God's put you on my heart this morning. I feel like something's about to happen, and so I prayed for you in the morning hours before I got my kids up. I just wanted you to know to be careful and use caution. And sure enough, later in the day, some stuff began to fall that, that she needed that warning for, and she needed that, that hedge of protection for. What we need is some Christian mothers who realize the influence God's given them and take opportunity to use that and to be bold and courageous for Jesus and then to, then to focus and to pour your life into your children because I, I'll tell you this, Mom, listen to me. What this church will be in 40 years is going to be an entirely up to the influence and in what you say, what you do, and what you impress upon your kids here today in the day in, what we, in which we live in. The people that will fill this church and this society today, they'll be a direct result of the influence that mothers have in our lives. Mama made the difference. She made the difference here in this text. She made the difference. She's made the difference in many other places in Scripture. Mary, the mother of Jesus. Did you know when she found out that she was pregnant with Jesus that and the Lord had spoke to her and sent an angel to ask, you know, she quoted in, in Mary's song of praise, when you looked that in, in your Bible, did you know she quoted some 15 different uh, Old Testament passages of Scripture? She was full of the Word of God, and she was prayed up. She, must have, she was a chosen vessel. Mom, listen to me. God's chose you. God's give you children. He's give you those children not to raise children that are successful in the eyes of the world, but to raise children who are disciples of Jesus, serving Him, loving Him, because of what they've seen in Mama's life. Because Mama modeled it. Let me have somebody come and give us a hymn of invitation. I'll tell you what I see in the life of my children. I see in the life of my children... Sometimes they come and they, I mentioned it in life group, they come and they want to do this for somebody or that for somebody. They see a need here and they bring it to us and talk about it first. Where did my children get that kind of heart? Where did they learn that at? Well, I would like to say they learned it in, no offense, but I'd like to say they learned it in Bible school or they learned it in Sunday school. I'm sure some of that teaching's been there. But I know that it's in their heart because they've seen it in the heart of their mother. Because they seen Mama doing it and they wanted to mimic Mama. And you let me tell you something, if Mama wants to pitch a fit and get hot-headed, then that's exactly what 
children will learn how to do. They'll learn how to pitch a fit and, and be hot-headed. If they see mama be mean-spirited, that's what they'll model. But if they see mama be patient, they see mama be kind, and they see mama be full of love, and they see mama have a heart for Jesus, that my, God's given you such influence that mama will make a difference in their life, and that's what they'll be. They see mama want to be faithful to God's house. They see mama want to be here. They see mama want to serve funeral meals. They see mama want to help out when help needs to be helped out. They see mama praying with the ladies of the church. I can tell you this, that's what those young'uns will want to do because mama makes a difference in somebody's life. It's all because of our mamas. I read a little poem this morning and here's what it says. It's actually entitled, I already knew that I was going to preach this morning on a, on a mother's influence. And the name of this poem is A Mother's Influence. And I, and I want to say before I read this too, mamas, I know that it ain't easy. I, I know that being a mother is not easy. I understand that. In fact, I should say that I can't possibly know how tough it is uh, to be a mama. If God's given you that much influence, if you can make that much difference in the life of a, ch- of, of a child, if you can make that much difference in the home, if you can make that much difference in the church or in a nation, then I know that hell must fight you tooth and nail in your role and your responsibility as a mother. I know that it's tough and I know that it's hard. And listen to what this poem says. It says, A mother's influence. I took a piece of plastic clay and idly fashioned it one day and as my fingers pressed it still, It moved and yielded at my will. I came again when days were past. The form I gave it, still it bore. And as my fingers pressed it still, I could change that form no more. I took a piece of living clay and gently formed it day by day and molded with my power and art a young child's soft and yielding heart. I came again when days were gone. It was a man I looked upon. He still that early impressed bore, and I could change it nevermore. Boy, Mama, listen, stand with me, and I want you to understand the nature of that poem. What that poem says is that what's done at home in those child years, those child-rearing years, when those children are small and those children are young, those impressions made then, They may be set for eternity. They may be set for eternity. I wish I had time to preach on the role of a daddy today. Maybe God will let us do that on Father's Day. I can preach it from my perspective. This one thing I know is that Mama made the difference. God's put the power of influence in the hands of a mother. I don't believe anybody can influence our children more than a mother. Nobody can influence our home more than a mother. Nobody can influence our churches, our nation more than a mother. So mom, let me ask you something. How's it going with your children? I know that foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. I understand that. Mom, how's it going with your children? How is it with home? How is it with family? Mother, what is your influence upon them? What is your influence upon that that little life that can be so easily shaped? God help us today to take note and to realize 
God has put influence in the hands of a mother, the power of influence, and there's no greater power than a man or a woman can have than be given the power of influence. Because however we go, so goes our children. That old saying says, as the family goes, as the home goes, so goes the church. As the church goes, so goes the nation. But we can back that up on, as mama goes, so goes a home. As a home goes, so goes the church. And as the church goes, so goes the nation. Mama influence and the power of influence is in your hand. And what I want to ask right now is, what I want to ask right now is that if there is a a son or a daughter that's here right now, and you know that Mama made a difference in your life, without doubt that Mama made a difference. Preacher, I am who I am today. Not only by God's grace, but because in God's grace He gave me a mama that made a difference. That's me. Then you ought to thank God for that mother, deceased or living. You ought to bow your knees and say, God, thank you for that mother. And then I wonder if there's a mother here today who might say, Preacher, in the rat race of life that we all get caught up in, myself included, I have forgotten the power God's given me as a mother. That God's given me the greatest power in the world, and it's the power of influence. And preacher, I want to use that influence to point my children to Jesus. I want to use that influence to see little disciples of Christ raised within my home. Servants of the Most High God, sold out and surrendered and living for Him. Preacher, I take this role seriously. I focus today and I fix my eyes upon Jesus so that I don't lose sight, so that I don't get distracted, but so that I live every day realizing that the power of influence over my children is in my hands. Preacher, help me to pray for focus today. Come, come. Colton, you just play on. This altar's open. You come. Find the Lord. That's right, amen. There's room. Oh, there's plenty of room. You come. Preacher, thank you. I just want to thank the Lord.